0: Awesome, good evening church. Aren't the band amazing? Can we give it up for the band? They are the best. Are oh, you guys wanna do another song? Yeah, all right. <laughs> awesome. Firstly, I would definitely just love to honor my pastors, our leaders, Pastor Harley and Pastor Natalie. Every time, every time I have a conversation with you, I just learned something new, it's so fresh and, and I just really respect you and, and love you. So can we thank them for their leadership? Woo! Woo! This month, we have a series on blessing and I really wanna focus on our attitude towards blessing moving into this year. When I think of blessing, straight, like the word blessing, I just, I just is everyone standing up? You guys can sit down. Sorry. Sorry. Thanks, Ben. No more songs. You guys, my turn. Sorry about that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm talking about a blessing. And um and so often <laughs> so often I just, you know, I'm just thinking about what I can gain and and um and one thing that I've learned about this topic, it's so much more about giving than it is about receiving and and I truly am blessed to be a blessing. I often think about the future and where I want to be and where I want to go. And it's so far away. And I think, you know, how can I make this all happen? All I have are my two hands. And, and that's right, we only have our two hands. But God has given us something in those hands. He's given us our gift in one and he's given us our story in the other. Our gift is something that God has given us to work in. And to work through, whether it be in our skill set, our personality, our creativity, our hobbies. This is our gift. Pastor Hartley knows, if, if you have me on social media, you will know as well. I'm a gifted fisherman. I hardly catch anything under a meter these days. So thank you, God, for that gift. And in the other hand, we have our story. And our stories, our testimony, our trials, our battles, and how we've overcome them. Moses had a gift and had a story. His mother sailed him down the Nile in a basket of reeds. And he grew to be the most prominent figure in Egypt. He also had a stutter. He couldn't speak to crowds. And God used him. That was his story. And God blessed what he had in his hands. And that was his gift. And that was his staff. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19 it says, And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. I love how Paul starts that off. He just says, and my God. Like the way he talks about God, he's so confident of God's provision. He's so confident in the promises of the blessing of the Lord. When I, want, when I talk about God, I, I want to have that kind of boast. It reminds me of, of being a kid, and you'll be at school, and someone will say, oh, my dad can kick the footy over the roof. And then, you know, the other kid, yeah, well, my dad can kick it over the clouds. And, like, there's always just this confidence, like, oh, but my dad, you know, and it just, you know, my dad always won that argument. It just, it's, it's just easy to get caught up, but Paul doesn't get caught up here. He just, he doesn't miss the blessing. He, he knows his re- relationship with the Lord. And he says, and my God, he has that childlike faith. The next part says, we'll supply every need of yours. What we need and what we want are two very different things. <laughs> I always knew, not that I'm Jay-Z or anything, but I knew I would be a rapper. <laughs> And I always just tell people growing up, you know, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I want to be. Did I picture it like this? No. Do I have the job I thought I would have? No. Or the relationships, the friends, the crew, the homies? No. (laughs) Um, The following? No. But has God supplied my every need? Yes, he has. And we all know that verse, Matthew 6, 26. Even the birds of the air, they do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? And I'm a firm believer of God having the greatest plan for our life, better than anything we could think of or we could come up with. And the last part is according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. According to his riches, not mine, because we have a different idea of riches. But James 1.17 Tells us every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. You will know when the blessing is from above. Um, I've been looking for work since I, I, I finished school and I studied for five years full time. And the last 12 months, I, I, stopped, I finished studying. So I was looking for work and, you know, I'm praying and I'm like, God, what's going on? You know, I need to go to L.A., like, <laughs> like what's, what's happening? And I found heaps of jobs online and, and um, you know, applied for heaps, heard from some, didn't hear from others and whatever. It was cool. And um, there was this one, you know, it was in my field. It um, had all the words that, you know, s- stood out to me. And, you know, I prayed about it. And, and you know, I was working with kids as well. So I did the interview, and the guy basically said, yeah, you're yeah, awesome, Brad. Yeah, you got it. Well, I was like, yeah, no worries, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got this. And, um, and then, like six months passed, and I haven't heard from him. I was like, this guy, honestly, what is going on here? God, are you like, what's going on? But finally, they contacted me, and, and I started training. Not gym training, like job training. <laughs> Clearly. And then um hey twenty eighteen, new year, new me. So so I, I've been with them for a few <laughs> Brett, don't laugh too hard at that, bro. <laughs> I've been with them for a few months and, and it's been awesome. Um I just got back from the Gold Coast on Friday night. We we ran a few music workshops there. Like a lot of cool stuff. Um I've met a lot of industry people at events and, and you know, it's it's not the way I thought, you know, it would go, but but it but it is I can tell that God has his hand you know on me and my life at this time. I've bumped into so many people at these events that, that I've crossed paths with in the past and it's like things line up and, and people like from years ago and, and it's just so strange that you know it's not it's not a coincidence. God sets you up without you knowing. like like Pastor Phil says, the majority or a lot of your your potential and your future is is in other people so um you know I've I've even met Christian artists and Christian rappers and I'm collaborating with a lot of people and it's and it's just things falling into place and I knew that this is where I'm meant to be in this season every good and perfect gift is from above now the job partners with Sony Music and Universal Music Group and and to be honest like I was like all right I'm getting signed like <laughs> They're going to see wait till they hear my tracks, like it's got it's got a lot more to do with changing the lives of underprivileged youth than it does with me. God knows God knows what I can do. like He knows what we can do. He just wants to know if we'll do it for him. Praise God I'm starting to see I'm starting to see that God's placing me in more places to learn how to use my hands, my gift, and my story to bless people. It's not about how good I can rhyme or my production value or anything. It's, it's, it's how I can bring him into the situation. One example, I'm just going to do a pasta nat and, and just chill out. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> so a few months ago we were in queensland so we run music workshops um uh like urban culture stuff so like rapping producing break dancing you know graffiti art all that kind of stuff and we were in, we were in queensland a few months back and i was <laughs> i was running the the mc workshop for writing rhymes and stuff and we had we had these like the groups like cycled through all the the workshops and one of my workshops, this girl walks in and she walks straight up to me, young, young girl, um, part of the camp we were working with, and she says, um, I'm just not going to participate, I'm just letting you know, like, I'm just not going to do anything, just letting you know. <laughs> I was like, what a little brat, but I didn't say that, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was a new staff member then, um, but yeah, I was like, all right, whatever, we'll see. So what I what I do to start off is is go around the circle, and um, like around the table, and and get the kids just thinking about rhyming and rhyming with their own name. So um, so like, hi, my name. Like, if one kid's name was Jordan, he'd say, I'm Jordan, and I don't want to have boredom. Or just something silly. It doesn't have to make sense. Just just get them like thinking about rhyming. And then we got to, to that particular girl. Her name was Caitlin. And she said, "And like, everyone's kind of doing it, so she knew, like, she had to do it. And she said, well, nothing really rhymes with Caitlin. She didn't sound like that. I don't know why I put that voice on, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's just pretend that's how she sounded. <laughs> She's like, I, I don't even want to do it. Like, nothing rhymes with Caitlin. I was like, well, do you have a nickname? She said, Yeah. I said, like, what, what have your friends called you? She said, Kate. I said, Kate, I have a really good one for you. I said, my name is Kate, and I'm going to participate. And, like, the whole, the whole, all of the kids, like, started laughing, and she just kind of looked at me, but she smiled. And and after that, like, as the workshop went on, like, she came in with such a bad attitude, but she just warmed up and really broke out of her shell. And it was so good to see that happen. There was another young, young boy, um, and he... He was really down about his situation, and and I said, "Listen, you know, you don't have to write the rhymes. Do you want to jump on the computer? And I'll show you how to record and press record, and you know, fix the mic." and And his eyes lit up, and he and he loved it, and he was so into it. And I just thought in my head, "Man, this isn't what I thought I'd be doing." But but so often we say, "God use me," and then we're not even willing to see, you know, what it takes. And um, and I need the Lord's blessing on everything in my life, so it isn't from Him, like you can keep it. The Bible tells us, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Seek first the kingdom. These words, trust, lean, seek, positioning yourself correctly to let God's work and His blessing pass through your life. 2 Kings chapter 6. So there's a story here. The Arameans had laid siege to Samaria. So there was a great famine in the land, people were dying, everything was overpriced, you know, the Bible says people were eating each other like it was bad, it was real bad. (laughs) And Elisha, the prophet, he prophesied a blessing the next day, 2 Kings chapter 7. Says Elisha replied, Hear the word of the Lord, this is what the Lord says, about this time tomorrow a seer of the finest flour will sell for a shekel, and two seers of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. The officer on whose arm the king was leaning said to the men of God, Look, even if the Lord should open the floodgates of heaven, could this happen? You will see it with your own eyes, answered Elisha, but you will not eat any of it. So there's four there's four lepers waiting at the gate of Samaria. And they're looking at the situation, and and this is the next day, and 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 they're they're looking, they're at the gate, and they're like, man, these guys have no food, like they're dying, they're eating each other. We're not going in there. If we go to the Arameans, the enemy that's camped outside, at least they have food. <laughs> like we're gonna die here, we're gonna die there, but we might get a last feed. They were Lebanese lepers, I think. <laughs> so they, they like hobble on over, and then they're scouting in the trees and hiding the bush, and they're like, man, wh- where's the camp? They, they can see the campsite, but there's no people there. There's no warriors. There's, there's nothing there. Verse 5 says, At dusk they got up and went to the camp of the Arameans. When they reached the edge of the camp, no one was there, for the Lord had caused the Arameans to hear the sound of chariots and horses and a great army, so that they said to one another, look. The king of Israel has hired the Hittite and Egyptian kings to attack us. So they got up and fled in the dusk and abandoned their tents and their horses and donkeys. They left the camp as it was and ran for their lives. So these lepers are loving life. They just walk in. No one's there. They're eating. They're drinking. Smoking shisha. They're like, they're living the life. They even hid gold and silver and clothes. And then one of them just kind of looks up and and verse 9 says, What we're doing is not right. This is a day of good news, and we're keeping it to ourselves. So they're like, all right, let's let's go back. Let's let's let them know. So they go back to Samaria, and, and they let the king know. King sends out horses just to confirm, yeah, all good. All right, so the king says, open the gates. So verse 17 says, now the king had put the officer on whose arm he leaned on in charge of the gate. That's the one who said, you know, how can this happen? And the people, and and as he opened the gate, the people trampled him in the gateway and he died just as the man of God had foretold when the king came down to his house. The officer's doubt, uh, the officer's attitude was doubt and was fear. He wasn't trusting, leaning or seeking. And I don't want to be trampled this year. I know the promises that God has made me and therefore I need to position myself for when the floodgates do open. And sometimes maybe there has to be a siege before the blessing or there has to be a battle before the blessing, but never doubt the Lord and keep your back straight and keep your faith and lean into him and seek him. We hear about the same story later on in Zechariah chapter 8, verse 13 says, just as you, Judah and Israel have been a curse among the nations, so I will save you. Do not be afraid and you will be a blessing. Do not be afraid, but let your hands be strong. And what do we have in our hands? We have our gift and we have our story. They're unique to each of us. Do not underestimate what the Lord has given you. They're our blessing and we need to be faithful with what the Lord has given us. We know the parable of the talents. You know, the master at the end, he says, you wicked and slothful servant. You know that I reap where I have not sown. I should have received what was my own with interest. We serve a God that wants to bless us. And that means each of us. And just just talking about you know our attitude, I was um I was hanging out with my cousin a few weeks ago. This is the story bench I think. <laughs> so I was hanging out with my cousin and and we're talking about our weekend and what we're doing and he's like, man, Friday I'm going on Australia's first super yacht. I was like, what is that? <laughs> he's like, bro, it's the it's like three stories, got a helicopter and a jet ski and you know I'm like, mate, what, are you, serious? <laughs> Like I was jealous, and he's <laughs> he's like <laughs> he's like yeah, it's my mate's birthday. It cost you know thousands of dollars, and I'm like bro, then how's your mate like gonna pull this off? And he said you know he's really wealthy because he's got this dessert company he's had since he was a kid, and um and and so like I'm like all right, show me, and he shows me this guy's Instagram. He's got like I don't know 100,000 followers or something these are all fake followers. <laughs> are you serious? Look, look at their names. Ben Smith. Like, what kind of name is that? Like, trust me, bro. He's only getting a thousand likes. This guy's, uh, he's, he's phony. His parents might be rich. He rented these cars. Like, I just had this bad attitude. I just flared up about me not being on this yacht. <laughs> I was just, I was not happy. As if, As if someone else's blessing was gonna undermine my own, or as if someone else's success has something to do with mine. Psalm 5, verses 12. For surely, O Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as a shield. Cain was jealous when God blessed Abel. Saul was angry when, when the people sang about David. And they said, you know, Saul killed in the thousands and David killed tens of thousands. The Pharisees were bitter when the people praised Jesus, but we see the perfect example in John the Baptist. When the crowds left John the Baptist and started to follow Jesus, he said, he must increase and I must decrease. And, um, you know, the Arabic language doesn't do too much well, but it does this very well. It blesses. When someone else is finding success, you say, a lazy deck. Is that right, Data? Yeah. <laughs> I'll just know by her face if I said it wrong. <laughs> that means may God bring you increase. There's, there's a lot of them. When someone gets something new, like a car or, or shoes or, or something, you say mabruk, which literally means blessed. When someone gets married, or, or when, even when you're talking about marriage and there's, there's single people around, you say to them, which means may your turn come next. When when someone has a baby, you say, which means may God give them a long life. When you see someone's kids growing up, you say, or which means may God keep them and protect them and may they grow up into God. And these are so common to hear in, in everyday conversation. They might sound weird in English, like, hey, may God keep and protect your babies forever. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? But but it's so common for us, and it's like in, in the Arabic language. They're blessings that should be on our hearts and lips, I believe. As we walk into the new year with a clear mind, knowing that God favors the righteous, and that our attitude is a constant reflection of our hearts. And just as I start to close, I just have one photo that circled social media a while ago, if that comes up, yeah, it's a bit, bit cute, but, um, like, it just, it just, just, it's just a cool photo, like, this girl has no idea what, like, Jesus has for her, and, and she doesn't want to let go, but, but I've learned, you know, over the last 12 months that it's all about just giving, giving it to God, and, and, because His blessing is the greatest thing we can receive, yeah, can we give Him a hand, thank you, Lord. Nothing comes without sacrifice, and this year God may have some things he's prompting us to fix or to change, but it's only for the better. He is faithful in his promises. He has something so much better for you. I just have one quote. Um, We are all chasing the blessing, but first we need to seek the blesser. God will either give you what you ask or something far better. So I pray that as we come into this year, we can make our attitude one that seeks, that leans and that trusts in God's word. I pray that he shows you your gift and your story and that the hands he blesses are the same ones that bless others.